Good afternoon. Uh, this afternoon we'll be talking again about digital evangelism. It's so exciting that God has given us a tool that we can be able to use to reach out to the world. And uh, as we saw yesterday, that the message, the gospel, is to be preached to the whole world, to every tongue, kindred, and people. And I want to thank you, Pastor Bryce, for bringing that question from one of our viewers. How do I, how do I share the presentations that are being presented on this camp meeting? If you go to our YouTube channel, if I had known this question before starting this presentation, I was going to come with, a, with some images. I hope Pastor Jonathan will be able to bring some images tomorrow to be able to show you how to share. If you go to YouTube and um, search Village SDA, you'll be able to see different results, but our page, our YouTube page comes, in, uh, comes on the results first. It has our logo on it. It's the front of our church, but it is drawn in a nice way, in a, bl a blue icon. If you click there, you'll be able to see videos that have been posted from our live stream. When you see those videos, click one of them that you would like to share with your friends. And you see many options on that, uh, on that video. Then you click share. If you're using a phone, it automatically picks the application that you have on your phone. If, if you have Instagram, if you have Facebook, if you have um, Facebook Messenger, or even a text, it will pop up a list of options where you want to share your videos or our videos that we're presenting here. And then you just click one of the platforms, and then your friends can be able to see these messages as well. So there are some people who are asking, so how do I get a lot of information? Because digital evangelism is so broad, we have no time to talk about web development and a lot of things like uh, SEOs and blogs and different things that we can be able to utilize online. We are going to be looking into creating another series of, um, of talks or of presentations or seminars that are going to address those, those topics or those areas of digital evangelism. But for now, whilst we are still preparing for, for that series, you can be able to go to uh, Center for Online Evangelism. My friends, some of my friends work there and they run a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of um, campaigns online and they have amazing good information. Even our division and our general conference, they utilize this platform. So I'm going to share with you a one minute video with uh, what they do. Every day, countless people are searching online to know more about Jesus Christ. They are essentially Googling for God. They're also searching to know more about Seventh-day Adventists, who we are, and what do we believe in. Unfortunately, over the past two decades, our online story doesn't match the story that we're telling our friends and family members and neighbors. And so at the Center for Online Evangelism, we want to partner with you as we seek to affirm our story online. It's our vision that when you tell your friends about who you are, that when they do Google us, they will find out that we are people who is looking forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ, that we care for society, and we believe in resting in Christ alone. So if you want to join us on this journey, visit our website, centerforonlineevangelism.org. So if you'd like to share with your friends or if you'd like to more, know more about different aspects of digital evangelism, whilst we are still preparing the seminars, you can go to Center 
for online digital evangelism as well. So a quick recap from yesterday. We read this quotation from the pen of inspiration where the servant of God was given in a vision or in a dream that her husband, James White, was to publish a little paper and um, people would send means and it was going to be small at first, but as he was going to do it, God was going to bless it so much that it was going to have a lot of success and it was seen in that vision or in that dream that it was going to be like streams of light that went clear around the world. And we said yesterday, if you Google uh, internet or internet logo, or just search internet images, and you go to images on Google, you find the logo or the images that are identified with the word internet are images that look like this one on the screen, which is streams of light going around the world. And we saw something fascinating that light travels fast than anything else. So that quotation fitted very well to internet. Of course, in its context, it was talking about the publications, which are physical publications, which were from the printed press. And we saw how our pioneers took advantage of the printing press to be able to utilize it for the, for the gospel. We saw this uh, quotation as well that she said the printing press and the publications were, were the means that God gave us to carry, the world, to carry the message to the world swiftly. And if you look at it today, that in those days, they used to print the books from the printing press. They put them on the ships and they uh, shipped them uh, through the, the ocean. And they, these books, they went to the other side of the world, and when they got to the, to the places they wanted them to be distributed, they would be taken by horses and carts and be delivered inland, which was a process that would take months and months before the gospel could reach the people. And we saw that God has given us a message, which is a global message. He says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. So we saw that in order for us to come to the place where we are saying we are going to see Christ in the, in the clouds and all the pain and the suffering and the sorrow and pandemics and disasters are going to come to an end, we need to take the gospel to all the world and to the ends of the world as well. And we saw last uh, yesterday in the afternoon as well that people are hungering and thirsting for the gospel. And we saw that people are searching for simple things like, what is love? And uh, this afternoon, I would like to share with you one of the testimonies from here, from Michigan. It's not far away of someone who came into our denomination or who came into the truth because of finding something online. I drank every night to the point where I didn't really care if I lived or not. It was just, what's, when's my next drink? I, I'll go to work and be sober, but then when's my next drink? It just got to the point where I just want to get a divorce or I just want to die. I just don't want to be here anymore. Most of my life, I didn't realize it, but I think God really had a plan for me all along. Before I was born, my mom was 15 when she um, 
got pregnant and she had me and had to go into a home for moms. And she almost gave me up, but my grandma decided, you know, I want to keep her and I'll help you raise her. And so she um, raised me throughout my uh, teenage years. Uh, life was a little rough. My dad was an alcoholic. And then I eventually got uh, got saved and baptized in the Baptist church. But then I met my husband-to-be, and we got married, and he was from a family that liked to party a lot, and so I just got sucked into that, and that's what we did. We would party all the time. I became a pretty bad alcoholic, and my kids suffered as, as a result of it. But then I just got tired of it. I was on the verge of divorce so many times, but then something Probably my mom's prayers just kept me going. And I started doing some searching online, uh, reading the Bible, and Googling some different questions I had about the Bible. And I found that um, there was people that worshiped up on Saturday, and I'd never heard of that before. I checked it out, and there were two churches in the area that worshiped on the Sabbath. They were called Seventh-day Adventists. So, I went to the one church, and it was actually in Enville, Michigan. And so then I started doing more research. I did find a lot of negative things about Seventh-day Adventists on there, um, saying they worship Ellen White and their cult and just some weird stuff. And I thought, you know, I just don't know if I believe all that. So I did some more researching, and the people that I met, they just didn't seem like that. They didn't do those things that I saw on the Internet. Then I decided I, I want to get baptized. I believe this is where God's leading me. This is what I want to do. I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have looked up and listened to the podcasts and did my research and not believed some of the stuff was out there. I found out for myself whether it was true or not. I highly encourage, uh, no matter how old you are, to get involved. My mom, she's almost 70, and she gets on Facebook, and she posts verses and encouraging words, and people see that. They, you know, they, it helps. It really does help. I uh, encourage you as a church member or even a leader to get your church online, get them the materials they need. Uh, you don't have to know how to get online and how to do these things. Uh, Center for Online has a ton of stuff that you can look at and you can get members of your church that know how to do these things already. Get the young people involved. Get the older people involved. They may not want to get online and do things, but they'll help support either financially or they'll pray for your, your ministry. And if the churches don't get involved digitally, we are missing millions of people and people that are going to be lost. My children, your children, your grandchildren, they're all online. If you don't get involved online, you're, you're missing all these people. Amen. When I see, when I hear, and when I watch testimonies like these, they encourage me so much because... There are millions and billions of people that are searching for the truth that we have, like uh, this lady, like Tina. And if you heard her, her appeal, it is quite powerful. If the, 
Eden View Church had not put out something online, it was going to be hard for her to find a Seventh-day Adventist church close to her. And you saw that she found a lot of negative information about us online. This is one of the many reasons why we should be able to put out materials online. Because when someone searches Seventh-day Adventists, they see or they get results that are negative because we are not putting enough content to be able to, uh, to get high rankings on our search engines. But today's topic or today's presentation or today's seminar is more practical. As the platforms, we'll be looking at the platforms that we can be able to share these, these messages that we have. Yesterday, it was more of inspiring you to do something. But today, it is more practical. We're going to be looking at different platforms that you're familiar with. There are a lot of platforms. When I was looking at this image, I was thinking, this looks overwhelming. You see Twitter, you see Facebook, you see Instagram, YouTube, Skype, different kinds of, uh, of platforms. But here's an encouraging uh, message that I, I would like to give you. Take the platform that serves you the best. Take the platform that you know how to utilize the best. And the other encouragement that I, I want to share with you is take the platform that has a lot of people because chances are that people use more than one platform. So people whom you find on Facebook are the same people that you might find on YouTube, are the same people that you might find using WhatsApp or Messenger. But we're going to look at some statistics in a moment. This is a, this is a statistics from uh, Hootsuite. It's a platform that is a third party that works uh, with different uh, platforms. They create products for other platforms like Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. So these are the statistics they shared on their website. They showed that Facebook is the number one used platform around the world. YouTube follows after Facebook. And there's WhatsApp. That was, that was very surprising to me that WhatsApp is third on the list because I would think that Instagram was, was third on the list because a lot of young people, they use Instagram. But WhatsApp is up there. And Facebook Messenger as well. And the list goes on to some of the platforms that we don't even know. And I was surprised that Twitter is on the bottom of the list. But if you see this chart, it actually gives you an idea which platforms to be able to focus on, where people are. I'm not saying you neglect all other platforms. If you have the time and the resources, you can be able to utilize other platforms as well. You may be able to reach a lot of unique reach on other platforms, which, reaching to people that are not on these major platforms. Facebook has become the giant in the room. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg, when he was when he was developing this platform in his dorm room, ever thought that it was going to be a huge corporation as it is today. Some statistics about Facebook worldwide. Statista.com tells us that over 2.6 over 2 billion people actively use Facebook monthly. These are people who have logged into Facebook each and every month. So Facebook has become the biggest social network worldwide. 
not only in the United States of America where it was invented, but worldwide. Some statistics. Roughly three quarters of Facebook users visit the site on a daily basis. So this chart gives you a comparison of different platforms. Uh, Instagram is now owned by Facebook. It's, uh, it's second on the, on the amount of times that people visit the platforms. And Snapchat and YouTube and Twitter. So if you see the first line there, you see that 51% of Facebook users, they visit Facebook several times a day. And 23%, they visit Facebook once, about once a day. And 26% less, less often. So that shows you that people are not only on Facebook, but they are constantly checking, checking their Facebook feed. One thing that is more important to know, I might be preaching to the choir, is that Facebook is free. It doesn't cost you anything to have a free Facebook account. But I've run into several people who say, uh, we don't want all the bad things that we see on Facebook. Yes, I understand. As I was thinking about that, that uh, statement or that kind of thinking, I was thinking of David Livingstone. David Livingstone went to Africa when there were no game reserves. Now, if you go, for example, to my country, Zimbabwe, you don't see lions and cheetahs and hyenas everywhere. They're in game reserves. But when David Livingstone went to Africa, they were wild, they were not in game reserves. He risked his life in order for the continent of Africa to be enlightened with the gospel. The same principle allows the same principle applies to the online platform. There is a lot of bad things online. There is a lot of danger online. There are people who post things that are inappropriate online. But if we are going to take out all the light from online, then the online platforms are going to be darker and darker and darker every time. Isaiah tells us that the darkness is going to cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So let us utilize platforms like Facebook and their free platforms. God will give us wisdom on how to be able to protect our minds. And we're going to prepare a seminar that is going to help us to understand how to be able to navigate these social media platforms um, more carefully and guarding our minds as well. So utilize these free accounts. And Facebook gives you an opportunity or a platform to be able to create not only personal accounts, but pages that can be used as business pages, which we use for ministry like churches, uh, like the page that we have, Village Seventh-day Adventist Church page. And I'm so, I'm so fascinated the screen is, uh, is cutting a little bit, but I'm so fascinated on how different countries are utilizing Facebook or different users are from different countries. I was surprised to see that the country of India has more people that use Facebook than the United States of America where Facebook was invented. But maybe it is because India has a lot of people. That might be true. But you know that in India, there's still a large population of India that hasn't been reached with Christianity, that still uh, worship dif different types of gods and a lot of spiritualism as well. 
And if you go down the list, you can see that United States is second, Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand, Egypt, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Turkey. They all use Facebook. So I'm going to talk about some of the features that you find on Facebook. There's something that I like that Facebook added recently, which is called watch parties. So this might answer some of the questions that we've been getting. How can we be able to share the, the, the messages that are being produced here at Camp Meeting? So if you go to your timeline, there is where Facebook asks you, what is on your mind? Where you post, maybe you want to post a text, maybe you want to post a picture. But if you scroll down on some of the options, when you see the options of choosing a picture or a video, there is one that says watch party. If you click on it, it asks you to choose a video to be able to watch with your friends or with your family. And if you type in Village Seventh-day Adventist Church, this is just an example. You can use it for many other pages as well and many other, many other ministries that are putting out content on Facebook. And this is a neat opportunity because you can utilize content that has already been created by other ministries if you don't have time to create it. So when you click Watch Party and you select the video, you select and search Village Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you want a particular day, you can put the day. It pops up on the list of, um, of videos that are associated with what you are looking for. And then you click maybe forward to the finish camp meeting, opening night. That's just an example. And start watching with your friends. This gives you an opportunity to have your separate chat room with your friends whilst you're watching. And your friends can be able to ask you questions at the same time the live stream is going now. So it would be nice whilst you're watching right now on Facebook, minimize your screen and go to where I have just explained and start a watch party and see how practical this is. One thing that I like about Facebook, it has many, 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 many other avenues or many other features that you can be used more than any other platform that you can use online. It gives you an opportunity to have a lot of friends. But what I've realized on Facebook is that many people have a lot of friends, friends that they don't even know. I'm one of them. I have at least 2,000 friends on Facebook from all over the world. Sometimes I don't even know them personally. But this is a potential mission field to be able to reach our friends. Maybe you can set aside time to say, I want to reach 10 friends a day. I just want to send them something very encouraging. Whilst I'm on this point, make your messages so very personal because I've heard people sending me messages that they just copy and paste quotations. I love the spiritual prophecy. I love all the books that inspiration gives us. I love the Bible. I love the verses. But if you send me quotations that don't have a quotation, a, a connection to me, like maybe seven days a week, I know that this person is not interested in my life. They, they're just taking me as one of their list or as one of their statistics that I have done checkmark. I have sent quotations to many of my friends or to many of my people. Say hi. Ask them what the, how their day is going. Ask them what their life is like. 
I know it takes a lot of time, but if you show interest in someone online, they know that you're not just copying and pasting quotations and sending to them. When they send you messages back, respond. Because I have sent messages back to some people who share with me whatever they want to share. They don't respond. So on Facebook, you can be able to do ads. We've been doing paid advertisement for, for, for this um, for this camp meeting, and we've managed to reach a lot of people. And you can do Facebook Live like what we are doing right now. You can take your device, your phone, and you can do Facebook Live. People love to see something live that is happening right there and then. You have groups on Facebook. They're very popular groups. But one thing that I want to counsel you, or I want to share with you something that I did as a mistake, is that respect the rules of the groups that are on Facebook. When you're joining a group, they give you a, a list of questions on a group. And they say, are you going to abide by the rules and regulations of this group? And if you click yes, please respect that. Because there are some groups that are like yard sales. If you go there and post your religious content, some people might not like it because this group is meant for yard sale. So, in order for you to be able to post material that is religious, make sure that this group is okay with it. You can be able to start a watch party in a group the same way you start a watch party. Facebook Messenger is very effective these days. I will share something about Facebook Messenger uh, later. And you have Facebook Marketplace as well. Facebook has grown to many, many different avenues that you can be able to reach people. So if you want a little bit of income to your ministry, you can be able to utilize a Facebook marketplace as well. You can be able to share the books that are collecting dust on your shelves that you're no longer reading anymore. Or maybe you have a lot of copies, like you have 10 Steps to Christ. You want to share it with someone. Put a little bit of value, maybe just a small amount that puts value in that book and post it on Facebook Marketplace and reach people as well. I want to talk about Minichat. Minichat has changed the game in Facebook uh, evangelism. Minichat is a third party that has utilized the Facebook IP. Facebook, uh, a, couple, um, a few years ago, they opened their IP. So what that means is, now other companies that develop these uh, platforms, they are now able to send information on Facebook whilst you are operating out of Facebook and give a lot more capabilities that you can be able to utilize. There's a free version and there's a pro version. So I utilize the free version because it does everything that I want. So if you're a church, if you're a ministry, if you're a, a, a church organization, this is one platform that you might want to look into because it makes life easy. Let's take a look at ManyChat and see what other options that we can get that we can utilize. So if you see at the, on the dashboard, so before we go to, to the features here, ManyChat is, you sign up ManyChat as a personal account. I don't have time to go into how you set it up. If you look up tutorials on YouTube, you'll be able to find tutorials on how to be able to set up ManyChat. So you create a personal account. When you create a personal account, then link the page that you want to use ManyChat for. So for me, this is my personal account. 
I work here at Village Seventh-day Adventist Church. I linked my personal account to Village Seventh-day Adventist Church. Then it allows me to use ManyChat using that page. One other thing about ManyChat, it doesn't work with personal Facebook accounts. It works for pages because it was meant for business. But now we can be able to utilize it for ministry. So it allows, what ManyChat does, it allows you to send a message to your Facebook, to your Facebook following. I'm going to break it down a little bit more later. To your Facebook following, because Facebook doesn't allow you to send mass messages to all your followers. For example, on our page, on our Facebook page, Village Seventh-day Adventist Church, we have over 6,000 followers. So if we want to send a notification or announcement about these meetings that we have on Facebook, Facebook doesn't allow us to send all these people one message like we do mass emailing. So ManyChat allows us to do that, but in a more respectful way. So ManyChat gives us a platform or a bot, B-O-T, which works in this way. You have to first subscribe in order to, for you to be able to receive a message from Village Seventh-day Adventist Church. How do you subscribe? All the people that send us a message on our page that says, send message to Village Seventh-day Adventist Church, they are automatically subscribed. But ManyChat sends them a message to say, would you like to be unsubscribed? So if they want to be subscribed to our messaging system, then they can just leave it alone. But if they don't want to be subscribed, they can click unsubscribe. So you are not deceiving people into your net that you're just putting them into, but you're giving them an option to opt out. This is only one downside that they have to send you a message. But it's still an advantage. And ManyChat allows you to send messages to uh, direct messages on your phone, which is not Messenger. And it does email as well. Let's look at some of the features on ManyChat. This is the audience that we currently have. You can see that 1,750-something people have sent us messages since we started our ManyChat account. So all these 1,700 people, I can be able to create a message to say, we're having a meeting at 7 p.m. tonight. This is the link that you can be able to find um, the, link, the, the, the meeting. And all these people that are checked, they will be able to receive the message in their messenger. Why is it a big deal for them to receive a message? Research shows us that people respond more to text messages than they respond to any kind of communication that we have. It will be interesting to see those numbers compared to calls, those numbers compared to emails, those numbers to compared, compared to any other form of digital messaging or digital communication that we have. But they have seen that if you send someone a message, it becomes more personal and people are like, more likely to open it. So if you send me a message on Messenger or in my text, I'm more likely to open it than if you send me a voicemail. That's for sure. So the statistics are true. Let's look at some, some, some statistics here. So if you look at the first line, you can see the percentages. I just took some statistics from our Facebook from our Facebook uh, page. So the first line is the message that I sent in 2019. And it shows you that back then in 2019, 
in, uh, in October, we had 279. That gives you a clue on how this, this boat can be able to grow because now we have 1,700. And I sent a message to 279 people, and it was delivered to 251 people, which is 89% delivery rate. And it was clicked by 34 people, which is still pretty good because if you send a mail through, the, through UPS or any other mailing company here in the United States, you know that when you are, when you are promoting maybe an evangelistic series, your response rate is very low. And it shows you how many people clicked 13%, that is 34 people. But how many people read it? 216 people of the 279 people read my message. So if it, if it was a message that I'm just sending a message of encouragement, I don't mind about clicking. I might not have sent a link anyway, but this percentage is amazing. This is 86%. So it is very effective. And some of the things that you can do is automation. Because on a Facebook page, Facebook shows the people that visit your Facebook page that this page responds in a certain amount of days, maybe five days, maybe four days, maybe three days. And that affects people in communicating with you as well because they know that if they're going to send you a request or a question, you're going to take five days to be able to respond it. So if you have this automation, you can build a message, a welcome message. Many of you are familiar with it because you use automated uh, emails and automated texts. You can do that exactly the same on this platform, and it can do that for you for Facebook. You can build also a sequence if someone ask this question, follow this message. Why is it important? We are not trying to, to have people just communicate with computers, but how it helps as your ministry go, grows, you're going to be starting to reach people who are in different time zones. That you cannot wake up in the middle of the night and start texting and responding so that Facebook tells people that you respond instantly. So if you have this automated message, it's going to cover that for you. And it sends an automation for you. The other thing that I love, this is our, uh, our website, villagesda.org forward slash cm for the K meeting. If you go to our website, you see that box that is on your right, lower, lower right on, on the screen. It shows you where it says, hi, how can we help you? This is something that was created in ManyChat. So on the growth tools, you can be able to create something like this that you just take an embedded code and go and paste it on your website uh, there's tutorials that you can be able to see how it's done, but we are going to explain um, more on this on other presentations or seminars that we're going to have on digital evangelism as well. What this helps is when people visit your website, they'll be able to find help instantly and they will be able to be subscribed to your messenger bot as well. So this works like a funnel. You keep on building and building your audience as you go. So ManyChat has been a game changer in digital evangelism. So I would encourage ministries, churches, um, church organizations in our denominations, maybe people who will be listening uh, from different parts of the world, utilize this platform and make sure that you have an option where people can be able to unsubscribe because you wouldn't want people to be forced in your messenger bot. The next platform that I'm going to talk about is Hootsuite. Hootsuite, I love this platform because it makes my life easy. Because as a pastor, 
you might not have a huge team to be working social media because social media is very involving because you have to post constantly so that you're engaging with your followers. You have to have content so that your page is, is, uh, is active. So Hootsuite has changed our game and it has made our life easy as, so, as social media or digital evangelists. You can look up for a free sign up. The free one is all I need for now because all the things that I need to do, I can be able to accomplish them with Hootsuite free. You can sign up for a pro. There are so many features that you can get for pro. You, it's, uh, it's up to you if you have a budget for it. So what does Hootsuite do? Hootsuite allows you to be able to link all like so your social media accounts with Hootsuite and then you can see them in one platform. So for example, Village 78 Adventist Church has Instagram, it has Twitter, it has Facebook. So in order for you to be able to post on these platforms, if you didn't have Hootsuite, you had to copy and log in again on a different platform and paste and put another image and come out and go to a different platform and paste and put another image and it will be very cumbersome and time-consuming. So Hootsuite made our life easy because you can see all your platforms, as you can see on the screen from uh, left to right. There's Twitter, there's Facebook, and there's Instagram. So if you go to, oh, something that you can do as well before I leave this slide is that you can be able to schedule your posts. This is what I love most about Hootsuite. You can be able to post ahead of time. You can schedule your posts. Uh, this is how you post um, on, on Hootsuite. You select all your platforms and it gives you the, the amount of words uh, that you can be able to, to, uh, to, to put as text on these different platforms. But let me, let me run to scheduling. So when you put your, your content, when you put your image, you upload your image, it allows you to be able to schedule your posts. So let's say, for example, you have a chunk of time on Sunday that you can just dedicate to schedule your post for the rest of the week. Maybe you have a Reflections Monday. Maybe you have uh, Gratitude Tuesday. However you do your posts on Facebook, you can be able to schedule them the whole week. And you can uh, do scheduling for the time, the exact time that you would like your post to be posted. For example, statistics show that when people wake up, they usually look at their phones, maybe for time, but sometimes they end up being on social media. So maybe if I schedule my post for like 5, 6, or 7 a.m., someone will be able to see that post early and engage with it. So I'm not waking up early and trying to find my phone and posting that time. You can schedule it on Hootsuite. And you can see amazing display of different days and different times, different platform on just one page of all your schedules. You can even utilize um, the promotion. I haven't, I haven't used the promotion. I usually promote on Facebook straight. And the other platform that was second, the other platform that was on the list of uh, the most used platforms was YouTube. So YouTube is primarily videos. If you would like to post uh, long videos, if you would like to reach out to the YouTube um, following, you can be able to do that as well. YouTube is very effective because people 
watch a lot of videos on YouTube. And big companies and big organizations, they're utilizing YouTube as well. Um, Statista.com, it shows us, this website shows us that uh, since its launch in 2005 and acquisition by Google, a year later, YouTube has grown from a repository of amateur video, amateur videos into the biggest online video platform worldwide, featuring a wide variety of corporate and user-generated content that ranges from music to DIYs and educational clips. So this, uh, this statistic or this statement is just showing us how big YouTube has become. It, it allows you to, do, to, to sign up for a free account. You might, not, you might know this already. If you have a Gmail, you, you, are automat you automatically have your YouTube channel. It's a matter of just setting it up. You can have a personal one or a YouTube channel for your church. And YouTube um, allows you to do paid advertisements. It allows you to do YouTube Live. It allows you to have a YouTube channel. It allows you to have pre-recorded videos as well that you can edit in YouTube Studio. There is a lot of things that you can do with YouTube as well. I just want to share with you some of the popular SDA YouTube channels because on YouTube, it allows you to have subscribers which are um, equivalent to followers on Facebook or in Instagram. So this is my friend Dustin. He runs a ministry called Hope Through Prophecy. And if you can see on the subscribers, he has 240,000 thousand subscribers on face on 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 youtube this is his personal account on youtube or his ministry account because he's the one who runs this ministry as well and this bible flock box he's uh one of the other guys that uh, presents on prophecy on different subjects he has over half a million followers on youtube this is how huge of an impact you can you can have on youtube or Huge following as well. WhatsApp is one other effective platform that you can use, especially for an international audience. But there's one downside to WhatsApp because for you to be able to, connect, to be connected to someone, you need to have their phone number. But there are some WhatsApp groups that share a link for you to be able to join their group, and then you can share their link, and then you can have, uh, you can have a group on WhatsApp that is shared with, uh, with a link. So a lot of ministries, a lot of people, especially in Southern Africa, where I am from, they utilize WhatsApp. They've been doing a uh, week of prayers, evangelistic series on WhatsApp, posting videos and audios and make the videos short and engaging and audios as short as you can, but still communicating the message across. WhatsApp allows you to have groups allows you to message, allows you to have video chat as well. So these are the few platforms that I just had the time to be able to cover in this presentation. I could have gone more into YouTube. I could have gone more into WhatsApp. I could have gone more into Instagram or into LinkedIn or Pinterest, but we don't have that much of time today. But these are the main major platforms that you can be able to utilize as your church. So find, find time to sit maybe with your board, to find time to sit with your youth group, with your young people. One thing that I like, our seniors, they are now becoming very techy. 
I'll give you um, a short testimony. We did an evangel- um, a digital evangelism seminar here at our church. We had, I think, five seminars that we did which were spaced out. And we had some of our seniors come who had never used these platforms before or they had an account that was just sitting there. So one of, uh, one of our elders is a senior guy. He just r- ran with it. Now he does watch parties. Now he posts um, very often on social media. He now has a following. You see him on, on Facebook Live. When I saw that, I was very, 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 very encouraged. So this is not, the, this is not just a platform or a way or a means for just young people to be able to utilize it, but also our seniors can be able to utilize these platforms as well. So it is my appeal this afternoon that your church, your ministry, your church organization, whatever you do to evangelize the world, please research, find tutorials, look forward to our seminars, go to Center for Online Evangelism, just get information on how you can be able to fully utilize these platforms for the gospel. May the Lord bless this presentation. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.